the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Craig Needles. Yes, it is the London Free Press Podcast, a new edition this week. And there's lots going on in the community and there's some, some COVID stuff that you can read about on LFPress.com. And there have, of course, been some uh, some criminal matters that uh, presented some fascinating stories in LFPress.com. But I want to focus on something that... Uh, really gets a lot of people going on both sides and I'm, I'm struggling to figure out one of the two sides of it but it's the annual discussion seemingly surrounding hey we're doing some road work in neighborhood x it's kind of an older neighborhood and when we are finished we want to put some sidewalks in and traditionally that leads to a lot of anger and a lot of swear filled emails to reporters or counselors or whatnot so let's talk to one of those reporters megan stacy who covers the city all beat for the london free press joins us here on the london free press podcast today hello megan thank you for this thanks craig nothing like a good swear filled email hey sometimes we get them sometimes we send them you know Uh, let's talk about this whole sidewalk discussion. So they're they're having the conversation at City Hall. It's it's a pretty standard conversation, and and you've covered a bunch of them. I've covered a bunch of them. But essentially, it, it typically goes like this. And you tell me if uh, you have uh, different versions of this. It's hey, we have to do some road work in this particular neighborhood, which is one of the older ones in the city, but not downtown because downtown all the streets have sidewalks, and. There's a conversation about, hey, why don't we put some sidewalks in when we're done? And then a bunch of people who live in that neighborhood say, I don't want a sidewalk in this neighborhood. And it just turns into a whole battle. Is that generally the synopsis of uh, where we're at right now and where we typically go with this stuff? I think that's pretty correct, Greg. You've got it all. All right. There we go. (laughs) So. And you know what? Sorry, Greg. No, No. it's funny because as you say, it comes up all the time, right? And so then you're left with, where does council take this, right? What do the politicians do? So you've got a policy uh, and it's it's right in the London plan, right? That we want all uh, streets in London to have sidewalks, preferably on both sides, but if you can't, at least on one side. And so you get these complaints coming to city hall and you're so right. It, this happens again and again. Um, you know, I, I cover it almost every year. Uh, and even then it crops up in between points, right? And you got people saying, listen, we don't need that sidewalk here. Our street doesn't have them. We're all perfectly fine. Don't put the sidewalk in. And so you've got politicians, you know, who who signed up on the London plan, and, and that's supposed to be our guiding document for, for the city, for growth, um, who are faced with, A, very intense political pressure, right? These are their constituents saying, I am not going to forget which way you voted on this sidewalk issue at the next election. Um, and you've also got, uh, you know, the argument on the other side, maybe depending on on who your counselor is, maybe from some of their colleagues saying, this is our policy. There were, you know, reasons why we implemented this policy, why it's included in the London plan. And we've got to stick to that. You know, we've got to build sidewalks where it makes sense. And and you're right. It's a specific situation where we're talking about a streets getting torn up anyway, right? We're not talking about laying down a new sidewalk um, just because there is a program for that, but we're talking about the program where, you know, underground works happening, water main, sewer, something under the roads getting dug up. And so when they patch your street back together, if it doesn't already have a sidewalk, uh, staff are supposed to weigh up, should you have sidewalk on each side um, or a sidewalk on one side, if there's, you know, some really compelling reason why it can't go in on both. So I think you're right. You, you captured the the fight perfectly, Craig, and really all that's left is what are the politicians going to do with it? So that's where we are now. 
what do you think the politicians are going to wind up doing with it? Because they are going to be getting some of that pressure, as you were just talking about. However, like you said, the London plan is going to pretty specifically say, hey, we're trying to do sidewalks here. And you spoke to Jeff Preston, who's a disability advocate. And full disclosure, Jeff is a friend of mine. Uh, and he said, hey, no, sidewalks are more than just somewhere that you look out and there's some pavement on the, on your lawn somewhere. There's there's a sidewalk in front of my house right now. Uh, but it's basically how some people get around the city. So it's more complicated than just, hey, do you like the way this looks, yes or no? Yeah, absolutely, Craig. And, um, you know, the reason that that policy was, was implemented, the reason that, you know, we want sidewalks and or at least that's what's enshrined in the London plan is, uh, a, you know, to make sure that people can get around. And we're talking about people like Jeff who might use a wheelchair. We're talking about older folks who might be living in their homes and use a walker to, you know, go around the block. Uh, parents with strollers, anybody with a stroller, um, you know, all, all sorts of people who need uh, a safe service, a, a way to get around and, you know, sidewalks in terms of accessibility. That That's a big point. Uh, it's also in some cases about sort of... Um, increasing the walkability, right? And, and maybe even the vibrancy of your neighborhood. So if people aren't out walking already, um, sidewalks might help them. Uh, it's also about kids. So some of the really intense fights that we saw last year in 2020 about sidewalks involved uh, school routes, right? Or, or a street where kids are, you know, specifically encouraged to walk in order to get to a school building. So young or old, anybody in between, um, that's why it's there. And you asked me, you know, what do we think the politicians are going to do? Uh, you know, Craig, as you said, this is a fight that keeps coming up. And so some streets win, some streets lose. Uh, and it's kind of hard to tell which way politicians are going to go. I'll admit that. There were three cases last year uh, I think if I've got that right. And there were three votes within the course of a week where politicians said, okay, this street doesn't have sidewalks, uh, you know, infrastructure work, big, a big dig is planned on that street. And uh, staff are recommending that a sidewalk go in. We say, let's side with the neighborhood. They don't want a sidewalk, no sidewalk. There were three votes in the course of a week. And so two of those uh, ended up getting reversed and one went ahead. So, you know, it, it's kind of a gamble and it depends on the street and it depends on the other factors, right? And I think that's what residents on a street would say. Um, you know, a lot of these letters say, hey, we're not against sidewalks. Of course we want people to be able to walk around our neighborhood, but look at the factors involved here. Often that's trees, big old mature trees that, you know, um, really add a lot to a street, add a lot to a home. People get really attached to them. Uh, and of course, a huge value for, for a neighborhood, right? To have some of those, those big trees. So it's going to be really interesting to see where politicians head with uh, this, this one. The debate on Tuesday was interesting as well, because there actually wasn't a ton of back and forth about the actual substance of you know, these complaints and the proposal to put down sidewalks. It was largely about how are we going to manage this overwhelming community pushback. And so Councillor Phil Squire, um, who represents a number of the neighborhoods where sidewalks are proposed, showed up to the committee meeting. He's not actually a member, but he had already gone through the process with his uh, constituents to say, listen, I know you just heard about this. I know you're really upset. We want to bring this back at another time. And so his proposal was that 
essentially, you know, let's let's have give people the, the chance to give their feedback to council through a public, uh, not a public meeting, but through delegation status where they can show up or call in and, and speak live to politicians from the meeting. So that's the plan for March 2nd. Long story short, what, what I'm trying to say is that the fight's really just starting, right? right. That's what we're going to say, see on March 2nd. Uh, and I think in the meantime, you're going to see a lot of people both for and against those proposed sidewalks sign up uh, also to be delegates at this meeting um, and to speak to politicians about whether they'd like to see the sidewalk go ahead or not. Look, I say this is someone who the entire time I've lived in London, uh, be it even before I own property or, or since I have, and there's always been a sidewalk in front of my place. And I just don't understand the opposition to it. I understand perhaps if it's surrounding, hey, there's a big, nice tree in my front yard and they're going to have to take that down if they want to do a sidewalk. I can I can wrap my head around that. But other than that, I just have a hard time figuring out why people would just be so fired up about, no, we can't have a sidewalk on this street. I just, I can't figure it out. I think there's a couple of things, Greg, and you're right. The trees, I think that's got to be number one across the board. That's what's in a lot of these letters. And you know what? To be fair to the residents who are pushing back against these sidewalks, there are a couple of streets where the impacts, you know, a ton of trees would be taken down. So Friars Way is one of the um, proposed streets where a sidewalk uh, is, is planned or tentatively planned and people are very, very upset about it. And for context, you know, on that street, I think there's about 96 trees and oh, wow. 30 of them would come down uh, for the sidewalk. So we're talking a, a, a big portion, right? And I get that why that's that's upsetting to people. Uh, I think the other thing that you see too, uh, people might be a little bit less willing to admit this in some cases, but they don't want a chunk of their driveway or a chunk of their front lawn to be taken up by no. a sidewalk, right? And um, it's interesting because, you know, we all think of that as, as our property. That's my driveway. I've been using it for the last 20 years. It's actually city property, you know, that they're, they're kind of taking back, right? Uh, quite a, a further uh, ways up your lawn than, than you might think uh, is actually um, city property that they can take back and, and, you know, build a sidewalk through there. So I think that's a compelling reason for people. And, you know, reading through the letters, there were uh, more than two dozen sent to politicians just last week alone. Um, it's really interesting, right? Because a lot of these residents uh, have lived there for a long time and they say, listen, we do walk, we're fine with it, right? They say, maybe a couple people say, hey, we're seniors, we don't have safety issues. And a couple of people said, kids, you know, walk on our streets, everything's okay, drivers slow down. And so maybe there's an argument there, uh, you know, to be made. Mayor Ed Holder and, and Councillor Paul Van Meerbergen in particular, they're both members of the Civic Works Committee. They were sort of saying on Tuesday, you know, do we need sidewalks there? Are these uh, sidewalks a necessity in these neighborhoods where there's such a clear public pushback? Um, and, and, you know, people say they're fine with without them. I think there are a lot of reasons that... Uh, the policy is to have one or two sidewalks, you know, you may live there, but you're not going to live in your house forever. And who's going to live it in after you, right. maybe they're not going to be a comfortable walk down the road. Um, you know, traffic to your neighborhood can ebb and flow, uh, depending on what goes on around it, what's built, you know, who moves in. So um, there are a lot of factors kind of competing there, but I think the thing that really gets me, you said, Craig, you know, I just can't understand the, the other side in a lot of cases. And what I can't understand is the politicians, right? I mean, we've got to hold these folks to account to say, if you believe that that policy doesn't work for London, that policy of having sidewalks, you know, everywhere, 
uh, and building them where we can to get to that that stage. Uh, you know, I think the politicians have, have got to make a, a push, be bold enough to say that um, and, and, you know, make that their stance in every case, not just when it's politically convenient and when your constituents have launched a fight, right? Because then you get to this position. And I thought uh, one of the councillors summed it up really well. Jesse Helmer said, you know, we keep making exceptions uh, to our policy. And so when we make exceptions to our policy, we're going to keep getting a lot of requests for more exceptions to the policy, right? And that's really where we're at in London right now. Yeah, and that's that's a good point is if you start making one exception here, one exception there, then it turns into a scenario like you were talking about earlier, Meg, when you said we don't really know how these things are going to go. And when it comes to public planning matters, I think that we should generally have an idea as to how things are going to go. I think it's something that should not necessarily be a uh, uh, spin the prices right wheel and we'll see what number comes up. We should have a pretty standard roadmap for, pardon the pun, for how these things are going to work out. So the city of London's got to figure out a standard set of rules that apply to neighborhoods all over the city as opposed to just picking and choosing a la carte as we go, I think. I think so too, Craig. And, you know, uh, even just from a logistical standpoint, because it creates a lot of issues, right? I mentioned on Tuesday that there wasn't a lot of debate about the real substance. It was about how are you going to handle it? And, you know, there was about an hour of talk uh, just to get to a point where politicians said, okay, we'll have another meeting where more people can show up and talk, right? And so that's really important. I'm not, um, you know, looking down on public engagement. That's really important. But what I'm saying is, this keeps coming up, you know, and as you say, it's kind of a, a spin the wheel, grab bag sort of moment. What are you going to get? And I think as a resident, that's really unfair and a little bit frustrating too, right? Mm -hmm. Councillor Cassidy brought this up at the meeting. She said, you know, there have been a lot of sidewalk battles in my ward where I've tried to kind of diffuse the tension and, and talk to my constituents about this. So it never really ends up on the floor of council chambers, right? And I think when you've got a policy but the policy keeps getting violated or, you know, exceptions are made year after year to the policy, it just kind of begs the question, well, why do you have the policy? And I think if people want to make a stand, um, you know, and say that that policy's garbage, let's get rid of it. That's, that's a conversation to be had, right? But to have, you know, a policy that everybody just knows kind of never happens in practice, um, it just seems a little bit silly to me. I, that, that's the part I find frustrating. And I think, you know, to think of your politicians, your, your city councillors, your ward councillors as human beings too, it is pretty tough for them, right? Mm -hmm. Because you've got a number of councillors who are saying, we've got to stick to the policy. Accessibility is important. Let's build a city for everybody. And then you've got other councillors who are saying, hey, listen, you know, the neighborhood that I represent has told me in no uncertain terms, they don't want this. And here's the reasons they've laid out. I mean, you know, it, it is complicated for people. I, I'm sure glad I don't have to represent a neighborhood where a sidewalk's going in and try to find out, you know, walk that balance. So, yeah, I think we're kind of doing a disservice by returning to this fight year after year after year. But that's just my thought. Yeah, my plan is to not run for office, and that's going to solve a lot of problems. <laughs> that's true. That solves it. <laughs> uh, we've got no more time. Uh, so what, what, March 2nd, you said, was the, the next time that we're going to have this conversation at City Hall, Meg? 
That's right. And if you want to get your name on the list, uh, earlier is always better. So if you can get in before February 17th, you can send an email to the clerk. If you go on london.ca, you should be able to find the address pretty easily. Um, and that's the place to get yourself uh, on the list um, to request delegation status to share your thoughts with politicians. So good mentioning. Good to know. We'll, uh, we'll leave it there. Megan, thank you so much for uh, doing the podcast with us as always. Thanks for having me, Craig. Great to chat. That's London Free Press City Hall reporter Megan Stacy here on the London Free Press podcast, which, of course, you can subscribe to on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or keep finding us on YouTube and, of course, within stories on LFPress.com. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. We will be back with uh, more episodes. Uh, we're not sure when, but soon here on the London Free Press podcast. <laughs>